1 Samuel chapter 1. If you're able to stand with us tonight in reverence to the Word of God in prayer, we'll read this passage and, and then we'll pray and you can be seated. 1 Samuel chapter number 1 and begin reading in verse number 9. The Bible says, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Verse 11. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the infliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. Verse number 15. And Hannah and I answered and said, No, or Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrow, a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then answered, Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up, early in, the, rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Father, I pray tonight that you'll bless the reading of thy word. I ask you if you would to help us. Lord, we don't want to say or do anything that would grieve or hinder you tonight. But I pray that you would help us tonight as we preach and give us liberty. Lord, give us vocabulary. I pray the word of God would go forth in power these next few moments. And we'll praise you and love you and thank you. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen and amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach tonight on this subject on God still answers prayer. Amen. And when you come to this text tonight, it's just a testimony and proof tonight in the Word of God that God still answers prayer in all of our life. When I think about Hannah tonight, I want you to notice in these verses some that I have not read in your hearing tonight, but beginning in verse number five, I want you to see tonight uh, some things concerning Hannah, and then we'll give you the message that God has laid upon her heart concerning this thought. First of all, I want you to see in verse number five that Hannah was barren. As the Bible says, but unto Hannah, he gave a worthy portion for he loved Hannah but the Lord had shut up her womb and so Hannah is barren she cannot bear a child there is a real need in her life and also a desire not only is Hannah barren but in verse 6 and 7 we'll notice that she is bothered the Bible said that her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb and as he did years so year by year when she went up into the house of the Lord so she provoked her therefore she wept and did not eat now you know that Elkanah had two wives now that's always a mistake somebody say amen it never was God's plan it was one man for one woman for one lifetime isn't that right uh, but he had two wives and God never blessed that it always brought great uh, controversy and trouble uh, within the side the family home in the Old Testament here but he had two wives and one is provoking the other uh, Hannah because that she is barren and she is bothered by her barren 
barrenness. Now, I would stop and say tonight, if there's anything that ought to bother us, it ought to bother us that we're living in a time when spiritually people are barren, but they're not bothered by that. Amen? It seems like people are just fine going along life's way, never seeing their needs met spiritually, or never seeing God do things in their life. And so Hannah is not that way. She has a need. She has a desire. She is barren, but she is also bothered in verse 6 and 7. And then that uh, that uh, leads to her brokenness in verse number 8. The Bible said, Then said Elkanah, her husband, to ha- unto Hannah, Why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? Now, Hannah is broken over this need that is in her life. I need God to put brokenness in my life. Don't you? We all need brokenness in our life. And we ought to be broken over some things. We ought to be broken over our children, broken over our country, broken over our churches. Amen. There ought to be a brokenness about us. Brokenness, uh, listen, puts humility in our life. And humility puts brokenness in our life. And we're living in a time when many people are not broken. Amen. If God ever uses us, he'll have to break us. Isn't that right? We'll have to surrender our will to God's will. And that's what Hannah is doing here. She is broken. And we see here the first time in the word of God, we see fasting in the Bible. Hannah is fasting because she wants this son. She she feels the need for this in her life. I'm telling you, listen, when you think about it, we ought to to be broken over the barrenness that's within our, in the house of God, over the the barrenness amongst our pulpits and our pews. And when we think about it, even in our nation tonight, Hannah is barren, she is bothered, but she is broken, but she takes it a step further. Notice in verse number 10 that she is begging, amen. The Bible said that she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore, amen. See, Hannah is not just broken and she's not just, uh, uh, she's not just bothered, but she takes her burden to the Lord and she leaves it there, amen. She is begging God. You see, tonight, God doesn't want us to walk around miserable. He doesn't want us to walk around with a pooch mouth or mouth or sad or, or bewildered all the time. You say, but preacher, if we're burdened, if we're broken, won't we have a sad countenance? Uh, well, if you do what Hannah did, you won't, amen? Because the Bible says later on that she was sad no more, amen? She turned her barrenness and her brokenness uh, into begging, amen? And she placed her burden before God uh, and she trusted the Lord, amen? And so in verse number 10, she is begging. And then in verse 11, Hannah is bargaining with God. Notice she says, she makes a vow. She vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. Hannah makes a bargain with God. Now, I know we're not supposed to bargain with God, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying here is that this bargain was a whole lot deeper. She made a vow and she said, God, if you will, I will. Amen. She put God to the test. Now, if God would have not answered that, she would have kept on trusting and kept on believing. But I think there are times in our life when God puts us to the test to see if we're gonna put him to the test. Amen. If we're gonna really step out on faith and just trust God and believe. And so Hannah says, Lord, if you will, I will. Can I tell you something? God did not not only do it here, but he did it five more times in Hannah's life. Amen? That means that when you trust God, he does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we 
ask or that we think. Amen. He can do far more than what you and I could ever ask of him tonight. And so she is bargaining with God. And then I see here that she is believing. Look at verse number 18. The Bible said, and she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat. And notice this, her countenance was no more sad. Amen. Now she still doesn't have a child. And at this point, she's still not expecting. You say, well, how can she go away with such assurance and such confidence? I'll tell you how she did that. She went in faith, believing that God would do what he said he would. You know, when we pray, we ought to pray in faith, believing. Don't pray defeated. Don't pray discouraged. Don't pray disappointed. But when you get off your knees, say, God, I've done everything that I know that I can do. And now I'm just gonna trust you for the results. I'm just gonna trust you for the outcome. I'm just gonna put it in your hands and trust you to do what I cannot do. Amen. And so she is believing. And then notice in verse number 19 and verse number 20, the Bible said that they rose up early in the morning, worshiped before the Lord, returned, came to her house, to Ramah, Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, and when the time was come, about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I asked him of the Lord. Hannah is blessed. She starts out barren, but she ends up blessed. You may be here tonight and say, well, there's something I'm praying and I'm not seeing the results and I'm not seeing God and I'm barren. Well, uh, tonight the question is, are you bothered by that? And if you are, that's a good thing. And then are you broken over it? Have you really wept? Have you really laid it before God? And tonight, listen, have you you committed it to God? Have you come before God trusting? Uh, Listen, tonight, are are you believing God? If you are, then just wait because the answer will surely come. You know, God don't always do things the way we want him to. But he always does what's right in our life. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, Hannah, God answered her prayer. And as sure as God answered her prayer, God will answer your prayer tonight. Brother Laddie mentioned that offering, and I think about that offering often the last few days, ever since last Sunday. And all I can say is thank you, Lord, for answering prayer. There's no reasonable explanation. You say, well, it's just money. I know it is just money, but it's a lot of money, amen. It's more money than we have as a church, isn't that right? Nobody, listen, but when you think about that, you know what that is? That's God, Uh, listen, showing us that if we'll trust him, not just with something like that, but with anything, that if we'll take our burden to him, if we'll pray and if we'll ask, uh, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And I wanna say tonight, Hannah, listen, she wasn't a super woman but she was a woman of faith and she just put God to the test and she believed God and God answered her prayer you know tonight you can trust him can't you and probably in this room there's no telling the needs I'm talking about real needs that are represented there's a right way to pray and there's a wrong way to pray isn't there kind of like the little boy that was praying for a bicycle He prayed one day for a bicycle and he said, Lord, whatever your will is, he said, I want the bicycle that you want me to have. I want that bicycle right in the center of your will. God, in your own time and your own way. And you know what? The bicycle didn't come. So he thought he'd try a different prayer. He said, Lord, I'll be more specific. He said, I want a, I want a nice shiny blue bicycle with nice reflectors on it. And he said, I want a little horn on the top of that bicycle. And he prayed very specifically. It still didn't come. Finally, his mother seen him go in a room and 
come out with a little statue of Mary, wrote a little note, left it there, and he said, Lord, if you ever want to see your mother again, <laughs> I want my bicycle. That's desperation, isn't it? I want to tell you tonight, sometimes God don't do things the way we want him to. But if God don't answer that prayer, it doesn't mean he didn't answer. If he, don't, if he doesn't grant the prayers, what I'm saying, it doesn't mean that God didn't answer. He just answered in a different way. And Hannah believed that God answered prayer. What I see here, I want you to notice some things about this, that God still answers prayer. I see in verse six and seven, I want you to notice the steadfastness in Hannah's praying. As the Bible said that her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as she did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore, notice she did weep, she, did, she wept and she did not eat. This isn't a one-time thing, but the Bible said year by year, Hannah would go to the house of God. Don't read the story and think that Hannah just went to church one Sunday and prayed and Eli met her there and blessed her and she went back home and she had a child. Oh no, the Bible said year by year she was provoked. Uh, this was a trial that had been ongoing in her life. This was a trial that looked like the prayer would never be answered. This was a trial that looked like the adversary was getting the best of her, but Hannah would not be denied. She just was steadfast in her praying. I would say tonight, listen, if you and I are gonna see prayers answered, we can't give up, we can't quit praying, we can't roll over and say, well, that didn't happen. You just gotta keep on asking, keep on knocking, and keep on seeking and being faithful and saying, God, I don't see a way and I don't know that there's no way, but God, you know a way and he will make a way if we'll be steadfast in that prayer, amen. Sometimes we give up too easy, don't we? We allow the circumstances and the things around us to hinder us in our prayer life. But I ask you that tonight, when you're praying about something, think about this. What have you got to lose? If you asked God for something for 30 years and you passed away and never saw it to happen, what, what would, have you got to lose? But I promise you, if you prayed 30 years about something, God's doing something, amen? It may, you may not see the answer till you get to the other side. You may have to look at it from another view, but I promise you God still answers prayer. There are people sitting in this building tonight. There's probably people that prayed for you before you got saved. They probably done went on to glory and they prayed for you before you got saved. They didn't see you get saved down here. They saw you get saved from up yonder, amen? They heard when your name was on the roll and I'm telling you it's that way about a lot of things in life, but we just gotta keep it on the list. We just gotta keep on praying. We just gotta keep on trust in God. There's got to be some steadfastness. You say, preacher, how do you be steadfast? Well, you got to have a certain place and a certain time and you need to have a list and you need to, you need to go to God with that list and you need to pray and you need to bring it before God. Now, you need more than a list. You know that. You need a life. Amen. A prayer life. I'd rather have a prayer life as to have a prayer list, but I'm going to tell you something. If we don't write it down, if you don't have a prayer list, chances are you won't have a prayer life. Amen. You know what that list does? It guides you. Isn't that praying? Sometimes I'll pray off the list, won't you? We ought to. But I'll tell you, the list is there for a reason. Hannah, it may only record one thing she was asking God for, but she had a need. She had a list, didn't she? I want to say tonight, we ought to be steadfast. Hannah was steadfast in her prayer. She was sincere in her prayer. And look at verse 10 again. She was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. There was sincerity in this prayer. You know, tonight, God does not hear fancy prayers. He's not interested. He's not impressed with the words that we pray. 
But what God, the Bible says, he looks upon the heart. Isn't that right? Now, God can see the outward appearance of us, but he's looking on the heart when it comes to prayer. He's looking to see if we're sincere. And I know that when we pray in church, it's sincere, but we're always guarded when we pray in church. Isn't that right? I mean, I'm gonna tell God things in private. I'm not gonna say in public. Isn't that right? There's things I'm gonna pray about at the house. There's no way I'd pray, pray it in church. Isn't that right? With people around. And so, and it's that same way with you, I'm sure. But I'll tell you, God sees the, the level of sincerity in our heart. There's been times he'll answer prayer when I know that he shouldn't have answered my prayer. But I'll tell you, I think God saw the need. He saw the desperation. And tonight, listen, if you want God to answer your prayer, be sincere in what you're praying about. You see, the purpose of prayer tonight is this. It's not for you and I to accomplish our will in heaven, but it's to accomplish God's will on earth. And real praying is when we learn to pray according to the will of God. You know, there's things I want to see God do. I want to see God give us a new building. Amen. Amen. I talked to the Lord about that this morning. I said, God, we, we really, really need. It's a need. I said, Lord, we need a new building. We need more parking. I'm, is that not true? We need more parking. God, we, we don't have any more Sunday school room. We, Lord, we need, a, we need more Sunday school room. You know, we, don't, we can't run buses right now. I, I mean, I would love to be running buses again, but we can't run buses because we just don't have no room for nobody, to put nobody else. We don't have another space to make a class. I mean, we could put them all in there with Brother Terry, but I don't think he would appreciate that. We, we got an amen there. Where you at, brother? You're hiding like camo. But you know what? You, uh, but we have a real need, don't we? We need more room. And I said, Lord, I, I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't know when you're going to do that. I don't know the way you're going to do that. We're just walking in the light. We bought the property. Isn't that a blessing? Amen. 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 And I think we're halfway there to cleaning it off. That's another blessing. Amen. And when we get the money, we're going to clean the whole thing off. Somebody say amen. amen. Isn't that right? I got three amens. Y'all still want to clean the property off and build a church, don't you? I do. I don't know how all that's going to happen. It's just walking by faith. We're just trusting God every day and and waiting on God, but I believe it's gonna happen, and I believe it's gonna happen however the Lord sees fit, but I wish it would happen today, but it's not happened today, but guess what? I believe it. How many of y'all believe that's gonna happen? It is gonna happen. It's gonna happen in God's time and in God's way. We're not building a building to look nice. Somebody say amen. We're just building a building so we can get more people under the sound of the gospel so we can reach more people, and I'm telling you, there, there is a need there, and I don't know what he's gonna do, but there is coming a day. You rest assured you mark my word, there is coming a day when we're gonna stand on the other side of that prayer request uh, and we're gonna look back and we're gonna see these days and we're gonna see what God did. I don't know what that's gonna be, but we're gonna be standing on the other side of that request. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna raise our hand and say he did it, amen? He supplied the need. He, he blessed us. He met the need that was in our life. I, I believe that as much as I'm standing here tonight, amen? You know why? Because God answers prayer. I said God is sincere as a know-how. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to build a building for any other reason but to win people and get, get them under the sound of the gospel and to reach more homes and, and to be a light in this community. Isn't that right? And most of all, I said, Lord, to bring glory and honor to your name. Lord, if it don't glorify you, we don't need it. Somebody say it, man. But God, if you can get glory out of it, wouldn't it be good to have at least have the testimony in this community that you can still have convictions, you can still have standards, you can still stand on the King's 
James Bible and you can still go out on soul winning and visitation and believe the word of God and listen you can still be up with the time so to speak but still be old fashioned and not dip your colors wouldn't that be a good testimony wouldn't God get the glory for that we're not talking about man we're not talking about lifting up flesh we're talking about glorifying God and I said God if you can get glory out of it as sincerely as I know how would you let it be so hallelujah amen Lord maybe a millionaire is going to die hopefully it's not one here write the check now don't wait till death comes on your trail I don't know how he's going to do it not even worried about it somebody came to me a while back they didn't come to church here they said you ever going to build that building I said one day someday they said when are you going to do that I said write me a check I'll do it tomorrow Amen. I did. That's what I told him. But you know what? He knows them things, don't he? But I believe he's going to do it sincere. You know, when you pray defeated, that's not sincere praying. Hannah was sincere. She wept. She was in bitterness of soul. And then she was specific in verse number 11. She specifically asked God for what she needed. You know, every prayer Jesus ever prayed was specific. He never prayed a generalized prayer. He asked God for the specific needs. And I think when we pray, we ought to be specific in our prayer life. Amen. We ought to pray specifically and ask him for the need. That, that's how you pinpoint the need is when you're specific, when you detail that need, that's pinpointing that need. That's asking God to meet that need. And Hannah was specific. She makes a vow and she says, Lord, she said, if you'll give me a son, she said, I'll give him back to you. And she said, uh, there'll be no razor come upon his head. The details in verse 11, she lays them out before God. You say, preacher, I pray about it, but I don't see a lot happening lot happen. Do you detail it? Do you really lay it out? Don't just pray for your children, but pray specific things for them. Ask God to do specific things in their life. Then when he does them, thank him for those specific things. Don't just pray for your church, but pray specific things for your church and ask God to do specific things within the church and, and ask God to help people specifically. And so Hannah was specific in her praying. And then notice verse number 13. She was silent in her praying. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. You know what that tells me? That Hannah was asking God for something that was just between her and the Lord. She didn't want the whole world to know what she was praying for. Sometimes we go to church and we share requests and we ought to. And then there are things that we ought to be like Nehemiah when he walked upon them walls and he looked upon those walls. He made this statement. He said, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do. There's some times when you shouldn't tell nobody but God. There's some things that ought to be between you and the Lord, just between you and him, and you pray about those things. And you say, why? I don't know why she didn't tell. Maybe she was afraid of discouragement. Maybe she was tired of people saying, that's never gonna happen, Hannah. That's not gonna come to pass. Have you ever heard somebody say that, shared a burden with somebody, something you're praying for, and they, they just discourage you? So, well, I'll tell you, if that happens, that's a miracle. Well, God's in the miracle working business. Isn't that right? Well, I'll tell you, if that happens, I, I just don't see that going to happen. Well, if you 
you can see it, then guess what? It's not faith, amen? If you see a prayer answered, if I see a prayer answered, it'll have to be in faith. And so Hannah is praying and she's asking God to do something. But listen, her prayer is in secret. That's what Jesus said. He said, and when thou prayest, enter into thy closet and shut the door. And when thou shut the door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth thee in secret. I'm gonna tell you, nobody else may not see us in secret, but there's an all-seeing eye that sees every secret place. Uh, and he knows when we pray. The devil may crawl in there sometimes and say, well, God isn't gonna hear that prayer. God isn't listening. He's just a liar, amen? Don't believe anything the devil says, amen? The Bible says his eyes are over the righteous and his ears are open unto our prayers uh, and God sees the secret places of our prayer life, amen? A lot of times the devil tried to defeat you on your knees and I wanna tell you something. Sometimes I think we ought to pray silently like she did because the devil can't figure out what we're saying. Don't you know he listens to us when we pray? Sometimes when you pray and you don't say anything, he has absolutely no idea what God's doing, but God sees it all tonight, don't he? I see the silence in her prayer. I see that she was shamed for her praying. In verse 13, Eli shows you the discernment of him. He thought she was drunk and asked her, how long wilt thou be drunken? You know, tonight when you pray and you start to ask God for some big things, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Adversity is gonna come. There's gonna be someone try to shame you. You say, well, who would shame you? I'm gonna tell you the tempter will. Have you ever prayed and the devil crawl up and say this? Well, what do, who do you think you are? You think God is going to hear you when you've prayed? He ever told you that? I'm telling you, Booger tells me that all the time. Well, you know what? Listen, do you really believe God's going to, you're talking to God in prayer. And the devil say, do you really believe God's going to hear what you have to say? I mean, look, you, you didn't do this and you didn't do that and you've fallen short here and you've fallen short there. And well, do you remember what you did 10 years ago? He'll bring that thing to your mind. Do you remember what you were before you got saved? You remember all the time, well, you hadn't read your Bible enough. You hadn't prayed enough. And now you're going to ask God and you've not done everything you're supposed to do. He'll talk to you like that. You know why? He's wanting to hinder you from talking to God. Amen. I'm telling you what you have to do sometimes. Uh, you just have to drink about five gallons of I don't give a rip. Amen. And just pray right on through that mess and say dear God, I'm a trust in you. Sometimes I agree with the devil. I say Lord the devil's on me right now and everything he's saying is true. I am sorry. I am low down and I do come up short. But he's not telling the whole truth. Uh, the fact of the matter is your mercy is new every morning and great is thy faithfulness and your grace is there to help me in my time of need. And God, if my prayer gets answered by my merit, it'll never get answered. But God, I claim the blood and I claim the mercy and I claim the grace of God. And Lord, you're my father. And Lord, would you answer it not because of me, but in spite of me. You know what? I'll turn around in a moment like that and that booger's nowhere to be found. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, God is a God of compassion. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of grace. And he desires to answer our prayers if we'll pray. Hallelujah. We just got to bring our burden to him. And I want to tell you tonight, if you can get a praying, or church praying, you'll see the power of God. Amen. Tonight, the power of this church does not lie in the music program. It don't lie in the pulpit, the preaching. There can be preaching with power, but the power's not in the preaching. So how do you know that? Because there's men that preach without it. I'm going to tell you where the power is at tonight. It's in prayer. 
But I'm going to tell you, when you get a church praying for a pastor, it'll, God will help him preach. Amen. Amen. You go to revival meeting where people's been praying, I've seen it many times, you'll have revival. You go to a church where nobody's praying, I'm telling you, they can have great singing, they can have a good crowd, but there's nothing there. Amen. I'm telling you, you can go to a little old church somewhere where there ain't but a handful of people, but if they've been praying for revival and they want revival, I'm gonna tell you something, it'll, you'll leave a lung back there, amen, preaching. It'll be so much liberty because of people that are praying and how much more should we pray? We ought to pray for every Sunday school teacher. We ought to pray for the deacons. We ought to pray for the music, the choir, the choir leader, those who play the instruments. We ought to pray for everything in the church. Pray for the visitation program. We ought to pray for those that are sick and those that cannot be here and pray for those that are well and pray for those that are sinning, amen, and God will get a hold of them and pray for those that are not saved yet. There's so much to pray for, isn't that right? Just get a pen and paper and start writing it down and there's no magic wand to it. Just get up every day and carry it with you and say, dear God, I'm asking you for the same things today that I asked you for yesterday and when he does something, highlight it, mark it off. Well, I'll tell you, when you look back through that prayer book and you see where God did this and where God did that, next time the devil comes up and said, hey, God ain't gonna answer your prayer. You just pull that prayer book out. You pull that Bible out and say, hey devil, look here. You see all these prayers that God's answered. That's not because of me, but it's because of him. Amen. And I'm saying tonight, that's what it takes. It takes some folks that will pray and not be denied. Amen. Then I see the successfulness in her praying. That in verse number 20, God gave her exactly what she prayed for. And later on, he gave her more, didn't he? You know, that's what he does tonight. I remember one time I was in a situation that I needed to get out of the situation, but I didn't want to hurt the individual that was involved. It started out something good that was probably of the Lord, but as time went on, it wasn't of God anymore. It ran its course. I was coming down 2A, and I told my wife, I said, you know, I said, I just, I'm just afraid if I... If I get out of this, I said, it's going to discourage this person. And that's the last thing I want to do. I don't want to discourage them, but I just don't think God's in this anymore. And we were coming down 2A, almost at Regional High School, and I said, would you help me pray that God would just somehow work it out where I wouldn't have to talk to them, but they would come and talk to me? She said, I will. You know, we come on up here to the church, and this person didn't even go to church. And uh, we come up here to the church, and I was was in the church and we had, had the telephone there in, in, the, in the, the little room upstairs and the phone rang and I thought, well, it'll tell them who that is, you know, and I answered it and it was that individual. Can you believe this? And they said, hey, Brother Grab, I've just been praying about something. I didn't pray. I didn't have time to pray. I just told her and I don't know if you prayed. It was too, wasn't a lot of time. I said, I've been praying about something. I said, what do you think? And they, well, they just rolled the whole thing out there. I could have shouted in that little room. I said, do you think that's what God told you? They said, I sure do. I said, you know what? I believe, I believe that's the will of God. And you know what? It all ended well. Nobody got offended. Nobody got hurt. God worked that out. Amen. And I'm telling you, what he'll do for one, he'll do for another. God ain't no respecter of persons tonight. And I don't know the need in your life. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna tell you, there's not a person here tonight that don't have a need, including me. There are things tonight that I, I wanna see God do, and I, I believe he will do it in his own time. But I'll tell you this tonight. There are a lot of times we live below our privileges because we just don't ask. You have not because you ask not. I'm not asking for a bicycle tonight. 
I'm not asking for a new car. If your car's in bad shape, there's nothing wrong with praying for that. I'm not asking for materialistic things. But I want to say this. If what you're praying about is a need, and if what you're praying about, God can get the glory, He can be lifted up, He can be magnified, then you have all the promise you need tonight. He said, call unto me. That's the only part of that verse I can do. Call unto me. If I'll do that one part, God said, I'll do the rest of it. If you'll call, if I'll call, God said, I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. Thou knowest not of tonight. As we stand, if the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you, want, you need to come to this altar tonight, you got a need, a burden, something you need to pray about, something you need to put on this altar, something you need to ask Him for help, would you do that tonight? I'm telling you, He answers prayer. God, He still answers prayer. You see, preacher, it don't look good. It never has. But God's able. He makes a way. He is the way. You may, you may only pray a day and you may have to pray 30 years but be steadfast. You say, I, preacher, I, there's something I've prayed about and prayed about and I just don't see it ever change and I don't ever see it getting no better. In fact, it's got worse. And you know what you need to do tonight? Get on this altar and say, God, help me to be steadfast. Help me not to be weary and well-doing. I, I can't see what you're doing. I, I don't know how, I don't know how the outcome is, but God, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna quit praying. I'm gonna keep trusting. I'm gonna keep believing. I'm gonna keep calling on you and asking you to help me see that result. While Brother David leads us in this old song, you mind God tonight.